Sports Talk for Real Sports Fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the 1 o'clock hour here on 1700 KBGG. The Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you uh, for the next hour. Coming up at one twenty. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com will be here. We'll talk NFL with uh, Frank. Then Bama Bob checks in a number of topics we thought we would get to on Monday with Bama, but didn't for one reason or another. So they'll come back up today at about one forty. talking college football. Uh, Trent, I'm not sure if you've been uh, had an opportunity during the break or you've been on uh, on the internet during during the during the show at all uh new york grand jury subpoenas oklahoma state requesting cell phones emails social media uh, more about this this uh, uh it's not a pending investigation is a full-fledged investigation yes. that is far from over uh and, and some people will tell you just the tip of the iceberg at this point, and now we're seeing maybe the next step. The the, the coaches, the assistant coaches that were named uh, in the investigation were all in court yesterday. They all bonded out $100,000 bond, Ooh. each and every one of them. It's a hefty one, huh? It's, 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 it's a big story. It really is. Now, you know, there's still people out there, well, what's the crime? Mm-hmm. Um, and on the surface, yeah, I can see that. But these are public institutions, right. and therein lies the crime. Uh, that these look basketball, college basketball is going to change the way it does business. I think it's going to change. I mean, who knows? Fast, and I don't want to fast forward the calendar a year, but yeah. who knows where we're at and and what when we look back on this story. What ramifications that uh, that uh, have come out of it? How far the tentacles reach? It, it is, I think, a big question and one that you're left kind of wondering about is, does this really change college basketball? Is this something where they'll hit the four guys, a couple other programs, maybe, you know, Miami, South Carolina, a few of the other ones that were named, but Louisville will be hit hard. Everybody else will get a slap on the wrist. But you know what? About. Louisville will be hit hard, but Patina will, you hate to say it, Trent. It's like another guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever comes his way. I mean, right? it should. He's he's behind all of this. Mm-hmm. He, he, you can't tell me that these head coaches had no idea this was going on in your program. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy it for a minute. They know everything that's going yes. on in their program. To get to that level, you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to know everything. I'd never bought that he had no clue about what was happening with the strippers. First of all, we're talking about a low-level assistant. We're talking about grad assistant, a guy you know, working on $20,000 a year and, and root and board. And that guy all of a sudden has hundreds of dollars that he's just flying around. Right. Even if Patino didn't outwardly hand him the money, he knew what of was happening. Of course he did. He knew what was happening. They all do. Right. They know what is happening, and, and that's why I don't believe it. Where does it. the buck stop? But Sean Miller? Yes. Going to skate? No, he's not going to skate. He's so you, not you're, going you're to in, skate. You're in that line of thinking. That, yes, absolutely. That the hits are going to keep coming. His, Brad his, Underwood. Uh, maybe so, yes. That Travis even, Ford. Travis Ford, yeah. Because it goes all the way back. And How about Frank Martin? What a great story that it was. It was a phenomenal story. And we got to find out a little bit more about Frank mm-hmm. Martin. He's not just this shady guy that came up the ranks with Michael Beasley. Right. There's more to them. Yes, a lot more. We found that out because of the tournament run last year. We kind of liked them in the yes, end. Yes, yes. But how did he get to that point? Mm-hmm. Well, the sleazy side of things got him to. And this goes oh. back to day one when it first broke because we both love college basketball. Mm-hmm. We both love it in the 
um, landscape that it plays in right now. We want the best athletes and and, and to entertain us, right? I'm a hypocrite. I'm a I'm a very much a self centered sports fan. Entertain me. It's all about me. Do we want to look behind the curtain? Well, you know what? Whether we do or whether we don't, there's a grand jury in New York that does. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's all that matters. And whether we want to or not, we're going to take a look at college basketball and what it really is. I don't think we're going to see a lot of change that comes out of this. I think it'll just be shuffling the deck chairs. It'll be a different way. All right. Now it's not going to be funneled through outwardly the shoe companies, though that'll still play a big so role. So where are the families going to? Because I kind of, you know who I feel bad for? The recruits that are on the precipice of getting to a school, mm-hmm. a really good player, and you know all those all those recruits that came before them that the shoe companies were able to help out families that really need it because yeah. look at college basketball. Mm-hmm. A lot of these most cases, unfortunately, these kids these have, don't come from the best of family upbringings. That a hundred thousand or fifty thousand would go a long way to helping those families. Well, and I found it very interesting too. I was listening to Gary Parish talk about this topic from CBS. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Very good. And is he based in Memphis? I think yes, he does talk yes, in Memphis, he right? He does, yeah. Afternoon show there. In fact, with the time now, we might be able to get him on during basketball season. I'll talk with Norlander uh, next time I talk They're with him. They're great together. They yeah. are. And and he said the way that it was set up, not even the outward ping of players, but for the next level. You're an AEU program, and you have a contract with Adidas, Under Armour, Knight, whoever. You're a mid-level program, though. You get fifty, seventy-five thousand a year to kind of help everything go. But you got a kid coming. Well, a coach will make a phone call, like Rick Pitino and Adidas, and he will say, you know what, I'm going to get that 75000 that you have, and I'm going to get, for your AAU program, 150 That's it. I'm just okay. going to make a phone call for you, get in contact with my Adidas people, and we're going to get that. Now, just remember, next time I'm recruiting one of your kids, who got you this extra contract? So that's it, nothing really illegal about it, right? No. But that's the way that they're, because it goes deeper than just outwardly paying players. There's so much shadiness, so much shadiness that is involved in this that we don't even probably know. I didn't even think of that, but it makes perfect sense, right? Mm -hmm. You're helping an AU Mm -hmm. coach out. Mm -hmm. AU coach. Scratch his back, you scratch mine. Absolutely. The the thing that came out, Trent, the, the Adidas contract with Louisville. Right, it's worth 160 million dollars over 10 years. Mm-hmm. How much, Rick? But did you see the story? How much of that, uh, the percentage of that 160 million dollars goes to Rick Pitino? It was a huge percentage, right? 98. 98 percent. 98 percent goes right to Pitino. He did no thing. Didn't this caught thing. Rick off guard? No. Yes. Head in the sand. Had no idea. Another thing I loved there was 98 percent. Somebody involved at Louisville. That got a job, their wife, I think, got a job with Adidas. Just working with Adidas. Right. Nice, high-paying executive job with Adidas with no connection to shoes, with apparel, with anything. Right. That just gets a coochie coming to your office, and there you go. Unreal. So Louisville now has, is, is, Adidas has an office in Louisville, apparently, well, or I'm led to believe. Well, maybe they She had works to move. out of her home. She yeah. doesn't have to leave well, the yeah. office. I mean, That's probably those the case. Right, right. One of those. I should knock. Chances. I've got it's one just... of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. I had this question the other day, and I, I wasn't sure how to answer this. Does this, with Patino, does it reach up to his son at Minnesota? Trent, I think it reaches so many places that we yeah. don't even want to know. Because at the very least, little Ricky up there knows how to play the game, right? right? But it's kind of here's here's my analysis of this, right? It, it kind of reminds me of the PED era, okay, where 
if you know if you're a college basketball coach and you knows all these programs are taking getting an edge because they're working with the shoe companies mm-hmm. You want to do things the right way, yep. but but you also want to keep your job. And if you don't win, you don't keep your job. Very simple. So do you take the money from – if I'm a 15-home-run-a-year guy and all of a sudden this guy that's in the next stall that's a 10-year home-run guy mm-hmm. is now taking PEDs and his, his home runs are up to 25, 26, and look at the contract he gets – said a million times, I'm taking PEDs. Yes. I would have. There's no question in my mind. I'm that type. I would do it. I yes. would. If you're a school, you're watching these schools succeed one after another. They're mm-hmm. doing it shady. They're all getting paid. You're right. And and up until this past month, everything's been, you know, been able to be kept under the table. Um, how do you not how do you not cross that path and take that, you know, I don't dirty money? How right. how do you not? I don't. It's nearly impossible to say no because it's impossible to say no. You want to keep your job, and if you everybody else is player, doing it, if everybody else is doing it, exactly, and we'd be naive to think it's just these yeah. schools. Yeah, exactly. And the way that things are funneled, you know, the way that yeah, I mentioned the the kid, the Nike kid, it's uh, one of the top players left on the board for 2018. Mm-hmm. His final three are Kentucky, Duke, and Oregon. All Nike schools. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, Duke, you make sense. How's Oregon? How's Dana Altman? Yeah. Love Dana Altman. Loved him at Creighton. Great coach. He's at Oregon. You think he's doing things, quote unquote, the right way? No, I don't. I absolutely no, don't. No. I would bet a lot of money that he isn't. You know, Ernie Kent got them to a Final Four or Elite Eight. Elite Eight, but it was never a great basketball program. And now look what they did after getting there last year, mm-hmm. the win against Kansas, and some top level guys going there. It can't be all above the board. So. Nope. For Iowa and Iowa State, in terms of recruiting, they brought in nice recruits. Now, Joe Wieskamp is an Iowa kid. Mm-hmm. Lyndall Wigington, uh, Oak Hill Academy guy. Yeah. But we're still talking about not this. But how Uber did he level. get there? Right. Connection. You know, they'll but, tell you. Uh, he's guard. Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this to me is a, is another whole level of the story. Uh, this influx of Canadian talent. How did they find out? Look, I've been gone for a long time, right? And my school years were even further behind me. But basketball didn't matter at all. Sure. There was no, there was high school basketball, but there was, I don't know, ten people in the stand, and no college basketball. They, they didn't care about, don't care about college sports. It's hockey season from September until June. That's true. Yeah. But all these Canadians that are coming down here to play in the country and and, and doing very well at yeah. it. How do they know? How have they got to where they're getting? And maybe it's easier with those guys, Canadian, to get your hooks in them early. Yeah, but who's the bag man that's going north of the border? Because you know that there has been one for mm-hmm. sure. Right, right. Well, we come back to Adidas and Kansas and that one. And Joshua Jackson is the shadiest part of this whole thing to mm-hmm. me. That hasn't been talked about at all. How Joshua Jackson goes, a Detroit kid, he's going to Michigan State. Beeline, there are certain kids that Beeline will not recruit. You hear that line a lot. And though he's recruited pretty Wiggins well. How did Wiggins get there? How does Wiggins get there? Canadian. Well, I was going to say, what does his birth certificate say? <laughs> Joshua Same Jackson. as mine. Yes. Joshua Jackson goes from a Detroit school to all of a sudden playing AU basketball with an Adidas program. Well, he's not going to Michigan State anymore. And plays his final season out in California. <laughs> it is for an AU program and a high school program that's Adidas sponsored. And where does he end up? Well, one of the biggest Adidas schools in Kansas. Yeah. It's so shady. Drive around Las Vegas. Find Finley Prep for me. <laughs> There is no such thing. Yep. 
How many of these kids come out of Finley Prep to get to wherever they go, they're going? Mm-hmm. There's no school. There's no Finley Prep. I looked for it when I lived there. The Minneapolis kid that ended up there and then ended up at oh, UNLV that yeah, Iowa yeah, State yeah, was yeah, in the yeah, final yeah, yeah. two uh, What was his name? Richard? Richard? Oh, oh, this wasn't too long ago, Trent. This no. was in the last couple of years. Right, right, right. I forgot all about him that he didn't when he didn't get to, to Ames. Well, now we know the answer how he got there. Right. Um, two years ago, right? Yeah, I think two or three. Two or three. UNLV has kind of been a, a thorn in the side the last couple of years for the Cyclones. Yeah. Shakir Justin this year. Right. That that looked like it was locked. Out. Richard Vaughn. There you go, Vaughn. Richard yeah. Vaughn. Minneapolis kid ends up at Finley Prep, and oh, hey, he's at UNLV. <laughs> uh, we'll take a time out. We'll get into the NFL. That's uh, Frank Schwab joins. What's the game tomorrow? It's not a bad game tomorrow, is it? Maybe uh, the best Carolina of the weekend. And, uh, Philly. Carolina, Philly. Best of the weekend? Here, Packers, Vikings. Vi- Packers, Vikings. But overall, without our Midwest regional bias. Right. I think it is. Uh, give me give me one second. The right? night games are dogs. Sunday night, though, hey. your Broncos are involved. <laughs> The 0-5 Giants coming to town. How are they scoring against the Broncos? They won't is the answer. How are they putting... Maybe, maybe a special teams. A, a lucky deep pass. Even, I mean, that is... Mm. Eli pulls no one out of zone. his backside. Right? Who's going to catch it? Uh, who is the guy that caught the touchdown? Guy that I've never heard of had a touchdown catch as I was watching that godforsaken game. Thank you very much, uh, no, Andy Garman, for giving us that one. By the way, did you see this? I'm glad you brought up Andy Garman. Fox. Sunday, we were waiting for Cowboys Packers, mm-hmm. a Fox game. Colts Niners goes to overtime. We didn't get that game early on Fox right. on KDSM. I don't remember who we had, but it certainly wasn't that dog. Carolina Detroit. Carolina Detroit game was over in plenty of time. Did, does, did Fox force feed the overtime game Colts Niners down our throat? Nope. Hmm. They went right, as they should have, yes. went right to Packers-Cowboys week before we had that conversation with the Jets, and I don't remember who they played. The Jags. The Jets. Jets and Jags, right. Goes to overtime. They're not going to get us to Raiders-Broncos. Mm-hmm. I was apoplectic. I was out of my mind. Fox did it differently. Huh. They did the right thing. They switched yeah. to the prime time, the best game of the day, without uh, making the country wait and forced to watch the overtime between the Colts and the 49ers. Speaking of the Colts, Monday night football. Yes. I love Monday night football. Mm-hmm. It's a staple. It means a ton to me. You know, back in the, I, I can't tell you how many Monday night football games I watch. Colts and the Titans. Brissette Castle, get your tickets now. You know what? You're going to watch because it's football, but please, this is going to test you. Hopefully we got a good... Uh, Championship series game on that. Night. I hope you're right. Does yeah. ba- you know what? Does baseball go up against Monday Night Football? Is the schedule has to be gone? Uh, no, they don't have it listed yet, right? Hmm. They don't. I thought I saw that uh, that the NLCS starts on Saturday. I'm Saturday. pretty sure I saw that. So they'd be Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. So maybe the, the American AL. League would be Sunday, three Monday, would be Monday. Hope so. Whatever. We'll take a time out. We'll talk to Frank Schwab. He covers the NFL at Yahoo Sports. Bama Bob still to come. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself, noon to two weekdays on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more. You'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. And they're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable towing. As a sleepy face emoji, I know we all get tired sometimes. But if you start to nod off behind the wheel, then wake the f*** up. Stay alert and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. 152 pulse-pounding games, 340 blasts of the goal horn as puck met net, and 880,000 fans who visited Wells Fargo Arena to cheer on the team. For four seasons, we've called Des Moines home. So as we celebrate five years strong, Iowa Wild is proud to say, hockey lives here. Join the Iowa Wild Friday the 13th at 7 p.m. for $2 beer night and help them mark five years of Iowa Wild hockey. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Myself with you weekdays noon until two. Uh, let's get into some NFL conversation, shall we? He's Frank Schwab. He writes for YahooSports.com. You can find him. He's the shutdown corner of that section. He joins us. Frank Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks as always for coming on. How's things, Frank Schwab? Good. How's it going? Doing fine. Uh, back to Monday night. Sam Bradford. I mean, Trubisky, big story, obviously, but Bradford. Uh, Tried to gut it out in the first half. It was very apparent that uh, he had no business being out on the field. Did the Vikings do the right thing there? I mean, did, uh, what what did they see in practice, do you think, that led them to believe that it was the best decision to start Bradford in that football game? Because clearly he was nowhere near to 100%. Right. And, you know, it's it's a tough deal without knowing exactly what they saw in practice, what Sam Bradford was saying, what you know, what the trainer said, I, I couldn't tell you what they would have seen. It was clear when the game started, he wasn't right. I, and maybe they just thought, Hey, he's, he's a tough guy. He's going to try to gut it out. He, he's expressed to us that he feels okay. I, I don't know, but they made the right move pulling him. But now you got to wonder when do we see Sam Bradford again? I mean, it's, I think I have a bye in week nine, week eight, week nine. It's a few weeks out. And I just wonder, you know, maybe you just let Case Keenum play until then and get him right. I mean, you're not in a bad spot with Case Keenum. He, he's played well twice. He's played really, really bad once against the Lions. So, you know, maybe you're better off with Case Keenum for a while. Get Sam Bradford back to 100%. But he's clearly not ready to play right. You know, there's another quarterback there, too, Frank. And Teddy Bridgewater's about to come off the injury reserve list. I think he's actually practicing what he can. I mean, throwing the ball. Um Anything on Teddy Bridgewater? What are you hearing on him? Is there a chance he plays this year? I don't know. I think they've always held that door open for him. They they don't want to you know they don't want to close that and say no he's done for the season. But realistically, what are we looking at? I mean, let's say Teddy Bridgewater is is good to go. He can practice today. Okay, that's great. He hasn't played a game in two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, he he would need time to get ready to go. It's a good time to get back acclimated to the NFL game. And by that point, Sam Bradford's probably healthy. So, and, you know, and Keenum's played well enough that you're not exactly desperate to get Bridgewater on the field. So I don't know if he's just going to have the opportunity to play. You know, I mean, I don't know that they would necessarily yank one of the quarterbacks just to get him on the field. We'll see, though. I mean, it's, I hope so. I like Bridgewater. I'm rooting for him because that injury was so devastating, but it's just, it, it's going to be it, it's something that we're just going to see where the Vikings are. Maybe they're out of the race in this late December and he plays. I, I really don't know at this point. Well, Michael Floyd uh, started to see a little bit of work on Monday Night Football. They got weapons, though. They get the Packers this weekend. With all the injuries to Green Bay, here they sit at 4-1. and one. I think it says a lot about Aaron Rodgers being able to shuffle things around and still get it done. But the Packers, are we ready to talk about just not good enough to you know, get to another NFC championship? Are we talking Super Bowl good? Yeah, I think so. I think that win against the Cowboys really bumped them up a little bit to say, okay, they've dealt with a ton of injuries in a 4-1. and 
it's and these aren't season-ending injuries. These are guys their tackles are going to get back healthy. Ty Montgomery's going to come back. McDaniel's, Jordan Nelson's dealt with some stuff. And Cobb missed a game. And through all of it, they're they're four and one, and they're going to get healthy at some point. You assume unless it's just one of those seasons where the injuries just never stop, which you know some teams get bit by that bad luck sometimes. But you just look and you say, well, I know the Chiefs are number one right now. They deserve to be the number one ranked team if if you do power rankings like I do. But if I'm asked which team has the highest upside, which team could be the great team we've kind of been waiting for this season, it's probably Green Bay. I mean, they they're, they've been good with the injuries, and they could be great once they get healthy. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a big spot this week, especially coming off uh, their uh, embarrassing loss at home against Jacksonville. Ben Roethlisberger, a handful of, uh, literally a handful of uh, of picks in that football game. He's, you know, at the end of the year, you go back to that, and he wasn't sure if he was going to play this year. And, and I'm not saying that, they, that, that Roethlisberger's not into it, but you can understand why some people bringing last year at, that, uh, at the end of the year and his willy or won't he come back for another year. But this team doesn't look right, Frank. It just doesn't look like the Pittsburgh Steelers of old. The division is wide open. Where are you in the Steelers as they get to take on the NFL's only unbeaten team in the Chiefs this week? Can they bounce back? I, I think they can. I mean, their talent is just so far ahead of everybody else in that division, I think. Even the Ravens. I'm not impressed whatsoever with the Ravens' offense. And beating E.J. Manuel doesn't really turn my uh, turn my opinion around on them. The Steelers have by far the most talent. And so you have to assume they can get it rolling. But it's weird. It's been weird there since... Well, really, since you, like you said, since Ben, the retirement stuff. And I do subscribe to the theory that kind of, especially in the NFL, which you need to be all in for, that once you kind of check out, you're not checking back in. You know, once that mental switch is flipped, it's hard to flip it back. And look at the way Jay Cutler's playing right now, and you're seeing that. But I think another part of this, maybe it was just underlying things exposed, maybe things just haven't settled down, but go back to the national anthem kind of the demonstration week where everybody did and there was that weird thing where they're going to stay in the locker room and then villanueva was out there and mm-hmm. there was some argument about you know who how did he get out there was this planned was it not why didn't everybody and it just seemed then like something was off you know i mean like this isn't this isn't good this isn't good team chemistry stuff so Maybe there's just underlying stuff we don't know about. It just does seem to be a toxic locker room right now for many reasons. You got Ben ripping Antonio Brown on Wednesday. And like I, I say this a lot, and I agree. You know, I just, this is the way I think. If you're going to rip a teammate on Wednesday, you better ball out on Sunday. You really, you are putting a, a microscope on yourself. And Ben went out and threw five interceptions. So to end my rambling about the Steelers' issues, yes, there's problems there, but. Boy, their talent is just so much. I, I got to assume they bounce back. Well, that'll be a late afternoon game as they make their way to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Another late afternoon game. I'm uh, a little intrigued by the Rams in Jacksonville. Which of these two upstart three and two teams are you a bigger believer in? I think it's the Rams. I, I, I just because I think their offense is legit, and I think their defense will come around. And maybe we saw a little bit of that on Sunday. They, they did play really well against the Seahawks. They just turned the ball over way too much. But with the Jaguars, it's always you, you got to keep Blake Bortles out of the game. I, if Blake Bortles becomes a factor in the game, they're not going to win. I, it's hard to win that way in the NFL. You saw last week, hey, you know, the defense scored twice. 
Fournette ran a lot, and I, I believe Blake Bortles had one pass attempt in the second half. I'm not sure of that. Maybe it was two. I, I heard somewhere it was one. I haven't double-checked it. That's, but it's hard to win in the NFL every single week like that when you legitimately have to hide your quarterback. So, you know, it, it, the Jaguars are good. They do some things well, but there's going to be weeks when it's just, hey, we're down seven points. Blake needs to throw the ball, and then everybody kind of ducks for cover. I don't see that with the Rams. I think the Rams are, are a more complete team. I think that they will get their defense going. I think they're for real. And I do think the Jaguars are for real to some extent, too. I just think, depending on the game flow, they're going to have weeks where it just really gets away from them. We've already seen that happen twice. Mm. You know, let's stay in the NFC West and with the Rams. I read your piece on Jared Goff, and I agree with you. I mean, uh um, what the, the the change of the head coach's office has been has been just remarkable for the young QB who looked absolutely lost it last year. But the division overall, we saw the Seahawks beat them uh, in Los Angeles. So of course, the the rematch comes up in Seattle late December. Can the Rams win that division, Frank? I mean, the the Niners are are they still haven't found a way to win? They're losing a lot of close games, which tells me that they're not far away, but they're 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 far enough away that they're not going to contend this year. Arizona's flat out old in my opinion. Uh, can the Rams up, uh, knock off the Seattle Seahawks in the top of the West in the, in the NFC? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point that it's a two-team race right now. Arizona and San Francisco are just crossing off until further notice. So you ask, yeah, I mean, can the Rams outlast Seattle? The problem is going to be you know, that they've, they've lost the game at home. I mean, we get down to tiebreakers. That's a big one. Unless the Rams can go into Seattle and win, which is really, really hard for everybody, they're going to have to beat Seattle by a full game. I don't know that they're there yet, and that's fine. I, we didn't expect anything out of the Rams this year. We, we, you know, we thought, hey, well, yeah, maybe the coach is going to improve them to seven wins, and that'd be a great season. Now we're talking about can they win the NFC West? If they come up short to Seattle, that doesn't it doesn't change my mind about the Rams at all. I think this is what almost whatever happens the rest of the way. I think this is going to be a successful season. I, yeah, they could go three and thirteen, but they're not. This is this is a team that's pretty legit. They they made the right hire coach. It doesn't mean they're going to beat Seattle, though. I think you saw kind of last week, it was the heart of a champion game from Seattle. They just, I think that they just decided, we're not ready to give up the NFC West to you guys yet. This is still our division. I think it will be this year, but it'll be really interesting to see next year what happens. I will say, you know, if the Rams do have a chance at this, Seattle's offense is terrible. Mm -hmm. It's just bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what has happened. I don't know why. I know know the the line is is bad. But the line was bad last year, and they weren't this pathetic on offense. They haven't put four quarters together yet, and they're not going to get five turnovers every week like they did last week. So maybe the Rams can sneak in that way if Seattle's offense doesn't turn around. But I just think Seattle's got one last charge to win at least one more NFC West title before we talk about the Rams, you know, kind of toppling them for it. Frank, uh, jumping over to the trade that was uh, big news the other day, Adrian Peterson to uh, Arizona. They can't get the ground game going. AP, is this where uh, old running backs like Emmett Smith go to die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, what's going to be your best memory of the Adrian Peterson Saints era? You know, <laughs> let's see. The first it, run it, against the so, I think this is. It's going to come to, come to mind the the Mike Piazza Marlins, you know, when he was with the Marlins for like nine well, days by the trade of the Mets. Like, we're, like there are people out there with like Adrian Peterson Saints jerseys. We're going to see him in five years and be like, oh wow, that's right, he played with them for a minute. I don't know what either. I don't. I, I guess 
that the Cardinals running game is so bad right now that Adrian Peterson, you just say, well, you know, I mean, he, he didn't play a lot. We don't know if he's washed up. Let's take a shot. I, I don't know, but they're, they're not a good football team. Does this really help them that much? I don't, I don't know. Is it playing behind that terrible offensive line? Is that something that all of a sudden Adrian Peterson is going to come alive? I doubt that too. So I don't really see who this benefits. I, I guess, you know, you, you take your shot. If you're Arizona, you kind of understand that, you know, Hey, <laughs> it, this, this season isn't going well. If we don't turn it around, there's going to be a pretty big rebuild coming. Uh, maybe that, you know, there's a little bit of desperation that way, but I don't see this turning out well. I don't see this being one of those where we're looking down the road saying, wow, Adrian Peterson really had a great second chapter of his career with the Cardinals after that trade. I don't know how this works out. I'll remember him stalking Sean Payton with that stare on the sidelines, as I'll remember yeah. as New Orleans say. Frank, we got 30 seconds left. Raiders 2-3. and three. Uh, Kansas City hasn't lost. Denver one loss. They get the Giants this week. Are we starting to... And then Did we maybe get Oakland wrong? A lot of people liked them. A lot of people have them winning that division. Um, did we get Oakland wrong? A little bit, just because Last year, everything fell into place for them. They were one of those win-every-close-game type of teams, and that happens sometimes. You know, the two-point conversion at New Orleans, the overtime win at Tampa, the Chargers blowing a field goal snap in Oakland. They won every game like that. It was bound to come back a little bit. And now they're cars hurt. I mean, they're just... Most NFL teams this way. You're not a good team with your quarterback out. And Marshawn Lynch, it just hasn't worked out. It's just he's – I don't see that turning around either. He's just, you know, running back to get old, it happens. Yep. I do think the Raiders are going to rebound. They're going to be fine. But, you know, it, last year they weren't going to replicate that. It was just not going to happen. YahooSports.com. Frank Schwab covers the NFL's The Shutdown Corner. We'll talk to him next week. Frank, appreciate it. Thank you, as always. Yep, thanks. Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Uh, joining Trent and myself, looking into the NFL. From the NFL to the college game, Bama Bob is with us next as we continue. Looks like Andrew Wiggins, who was, uh, came up in the show earlier, Trent Condon, signed a five-year, $148 million max Ooh. extension. Hopefully, uh, with that max extension, he remembers to play a little defense. A little defense. Because it was bad. For an athletic guy like that, he was brutal last year. He's so fun to watch. On the offensive side yeah. of the floor, yeah. With him, the big cat, Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Butler. Butler now they got out some there. guys there. They do. This might be my team, Trent. Yeah. I'm gravitating to the T-Wolves. Well, I never had a team. R- right. Because the T-Wolves came about late, uh, early 90s. Yeah. Toronto, same Yeah, thing. I didn't care. So, let's do it together. All right. I, I'll... Dig in a little bit deeper on the T Wolves this year. And well, I'm I'm kind of my son loves them. Yeah, my son loves them. Um, so we text a lot. Yeah, he's a T Wolf. He's he just loves them. So I've kind of you know a father son thing. Just kind of you know came take, came to the T Wolves and learned about the team. So I'll have sound somewhat intelligent when we're talking to him. So anyways, Jimmy yeah, B and myself. We have the uh, Jimmy B's crappy NBA minute. I give him a minute. Right. To show. During the and winter, you don't time. let him go past that. Either. No, 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 no. Shut him. You know how it'll go on the NBA. Oh, gone forever. You got to shut him down. He talked so. about his whole career and every game he called, <laughs> and, and, and there's the bullets and yeah. Michael Jordan's first game. He did call Michael Jordan's first game. He really did. And I, I've seen, I've seen both the video and heard yeah, the I've, audio. I have it. too. It's real. Yes, it is. In fact, that's part of Jimmy B's crappy NBA minute. The little opener. All right, is right. him calling MJ. Yeah, him and he, he introduces. Uh, isn't his intro? From uh, prior to the game, part of that, uh, yes, I think it was yeah. right, or maybe that's what he used to play for me. 
he'd, he'd, he'd call my um, he'd call my desk at uh, when we both worked down the dial. And he just leaves some of his play-by-play on my answering machine, my voicemail. <laughs> what a goof. Here it is. Time now for Jimmy B's crappy NBA minute. Here for less unsailed in Chicago, Chicago Stadium. Ricky Mahorn hustling underneath, can't get it to fall. Jordan to the hoop, hang in the air, score! So there it is. You know, we kid because we care, but the dude did have a pretty good career. He did. That was a long time ago. Sure. And he's mailing it in this last decade. Oh, that's true, But too. he did have a pretty, he had a very, uh, he's been a lot of places. Yes. No doubt about that. And he'll be with you from 4 to 6 today. He will be. Look forward to that. Look forward to Bama Bob coming up next as well as he joins the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. In the name, Draft House 50, local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Aspen Air Incorporated, CJM Financial Incorporated, Cup Insurance Incorporated, Fort and Schlegel, Capos Family Medicine, Latitude 41 and Sandbar Grill, Mordini Real Estate, Keller Williams, Greater Des Moines, Permar Security, Polk City Pub, Rock Valley Physical Therapy, 1700 AM, The Big Talker, News and Sports, TLC Gifts. The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash radio. That's Indeed.com slash radio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. 
Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Welcome back, Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself taking you up until 2 o'clock as we do each and every Monday through Friday, noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Some left off over uh, college football topics for, with you from Bama Bob this past Monday. It's at that point of the season where we're getting closer to at least having a thought uh, as to who should be in the uh, in the playoff, and soon we'll know as ESPN gets set to unveil their playoff Tuesday night show here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's get Bama Bob in here to kind of finish off where we left off on Monday. Bama Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. First, are you over the USA getting beat last night? You were fired up, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm not over it. We lost to Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. And listen, I know it's a football segment, but it's just it's embarrassing. I mean. All you, all, and all you need to do is tie. You need to win. You know, you just tie, and then all the crap that's going on doesn't matter. You, you, you know, you finish third. You go to the World Cup. You, know, you probably get embarrassed, but you know, it kind of reminds me of the old Ryder Cup teams when it was kind of a bunch of individuals playing what was supposed to be as a team, and you know, it kind of took a tear down of that or an overhaul of that system to kind of get us back to where we needed to be over the last few cups and uh, at least competitive wise. And I think the same thing is going to happen with us soccer. Mm, we shall see. Uh, Bama, yep. let's get uh, a couple of topics, as we said, that we didn't get to on Monday. And, you know, I said before the, uh, before the season that I thought that Wisconsin was to 2015 Iowa, meaning the schedule set up well for them to go 12 and 0. And so far they're still on pace to get to that <laughs> magical 12 and 0. Uh, they've got seven games left. Their bye week has already come and gone. They've got Purdue and Maryland at home, Illinois and Indiana on the road, Iowa and Michigan at home before ending up in the Twin Cities uh, for Paul Bunyan's axe at Minnesota. Michigan, their offense is god-awful. Their defense is good, right. but Michigan doesn't look as though they're the threat that maybe some thought that they were going to be. 
What's their toughest game left on their schedule, Bama? I mean, is, uh, is it is it Iowa? Not, then Iowa has to go uh, to Madison to play. Yeah, I, I I think it's still Michigan, Ken. I mean, I know they've got issues at quarterback, but I'm sorry. At, yeah, well, they do have issues. Yep. 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 Um, but you know, their defense is so good, and Iowa's defense is is, is above average. But Michigan's can be. I think elite. Yep. Uh, the problem that they have always is scoring, and you know, you think of Wisconsin, you don't think of them really as an offensive team, but yeah, you go look at the points, and they're putting up a lot of them. But I, they do it running the ball, and I think you know, Hornybrook has been efficient, hasn't been spectacular, haven't asked him to be. He only threw the ball seventeen times at Nebraska last week, but you know, Jonathan Taylor goes nuts, runs He's for great. about and. You know, Bradrick saw the, the local kid here from Hoover, uh, you know, kind of came in and, and cleaned up a little bit, uh, you know, once the game was a little out of hand. So they, they like to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. So the question really is going to be what's going to happen when, when they can't and, and, and they have to win a game. If somebody, somebody like Michigan takes the running game away, uh, can, can Hornibrook beat them throwing it uh, against a really elite defense? And I would – I would put Michigan right at that elite category in defense. So, uh, like we talked about, their their struggles and their issues are totally on the offensive side of the ball, uh, which you would think Harbaugh, being the quarterback guru, might be able to address and fix, but so far hasn't. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's still Michigan. You know, look, Purdue. I think we all admire them. Uh, Brahms got them playing well. Uh, you know, they're spunky. Uh, but I, I think I think having all those games, what four home games and. I can't see Illinois challenging them, even though that game's on the road. Indiana, we saw them be able to throw it a little bit, but I tell you, Ken, a lot of times by the time you get that late in the season, teams like Indiana, their depth, they have a few injuries, starts to catch up Good with them. Point. So I still think it's Michigan. Um, you know, Iowa's certainly not going to be easy, I don't think. That's going to be, has the potential to be one of those ugly 14 10 kind of games. But out of that whole group, I think it's Michigan. How about this? Badgers lose one of those two games to Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, beat whoever out of the East in the Big Ten championship game. Do they have a resume at 12-1 and to get into the college football playoff? Utah State, Florida Atlantic at BYU, no Ohio State, no Michigan yeah, uh, State, no Penn State. It, dep- it depends on who they beat, I think, in the, in the, if they were to get to the Big Ten championship game. and win. If, if it's an undefeated Penn State, then... Maybe, you know, right. uh, they're certainly at that point in the conversation, and I think it's going to ultimately depend on, obviously, what happens in the Big 12 and the, and the Pac-12. You know, is the Big 12 going to have a two-loss champion? Is the Pac-12 going to have a one-loss champion? Uh, and then you start comparing resumes at that point. But, uh, again, it depends on who they beat. Uh, but, yeah, they would certainly, a 12-1, and one, I know the, the schedule, quote-unquote, not, but not great, but they would only win over Michigan. Uh, and if they if they were to beat an Ohio State or specifically an unbeaten Penn State in that championship game, then yeah, they're in the conversation. Bama, what about Notre Dame? A lot of conversation around Notre Dame at this point. Their one loss, a, a very tight football game to Georgia. They've right. still got USC, NC State, who is way better than a lot of people thought. Right. Even really Wake good. Forest isn't, isn't bad. At Miami, Navy, at Stanford to end it. I mean, that's six football games, Bama. Uh, the the first, well, even, I mean, maybe Navy's a layup, but they play that crazy offense, so right. uh, and they can give you fits. And, I mean, that was a one-point game last year, I think. Uh, Navy beat them, embarrassed them a couple of years ago. So 
if Notre Dame does get through this, as you as you mentioned on Monday, they don't play play. Uh, there's no uh, championship game for Notre right. Dame. But if they run the gauntlet in this next six, a one point loss to Georgia, how do you keep them out? Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. I, listen, first of all, I don't think they will run this. I mean, that is an awful lot to ask. Uh, now it helps, I think, that the next three you mentioned USC, NC State, Wake Forest, uh, all at home. Yep. So that helps. Uh, the trip to Miami, not going to be easy at all. Miami might be the second best team in the ACC. Uh, you know, we, obviously Clemson is, is head and shoulders. It could be, they're going to play, I think, the second best team in the ACC. I just don't know if it's going to be NC State or it's going to be Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake Forest, we mentioned before, is, is spunky, but a lot, of, again, much like Indiana, a lot of times as you get late into the season, injuries and depth and attrition kind of, kind of become a factor, but, Coming off those two big games against USC and NC State is, and ahead of Miami, is that a trap game or a letdown for them? So, uh, and then you mentioned Stanford. I mean, you know, listen, Love may be playing for a Heisman Trophy by yeah. the time that comes around. And you know, can I, I look at this? You know, best case, I think ten and two. I mean, I, I just can't see them. I don't know which one it would be. They're going to face Darnold, who's an elite quarterback. Yep. Uh, the trip to Miami and Stanford are tough, going to be really, really tough. And then there, there's not a layup on that schedule, and there rarely is with Notre Dame. I give them a lot of credit every year for playing a tough schedule. But uh, best case, I think, is 10-2. and two. You know, I could see 8-4. and four. I mean, I could see them splitting these three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that tough down the, down the stretch for them. And, um, you know, it's... They've done what they need to do to this point. The Georgia win is going to be really, really good. Uh, and if they do get through this at 11-1, even without a championship game, that Georgia game is going to look really good. The Miami game is going to look really good. The Stanford game is going to look really good, particularly on the road. So if they finish at 11-1, they're going to be a really hard team to keep out. And that, no matter what is, is comes out of the, you know, the Big 12, Pac-12, anything else, particularly – Let's say if somehow Georgia were to come in, you know, even if they dropped the game, but somehow gets to the SEC championship game and wins it, and Notre Dame has a win over them, I mean, that's going to look awfully good. Bama full circle, the old Wisconsin coach, Gary Anderson, leaves ah. Oregon State. Some text messages uh, to a media member out there. Just about a little over a minute left here, Bama. Weird spot out there, and a guy walking away from a lot of money. You don't mm. see that in college football anymore. Right, and and I don't know whether to give him credit. I, listen, I hate it when coaches leave in the middle of the season. Yeah, I, I just think it, you're abandoning, you're, you're quitting on players that you uh, have asked not to quit on you. Um, all that said, there's clearly a disconnect. He didn't want to be there. Uh, he left twelve million dollars on the table not to be there. Uh, there was you know questions over facilities and money, and you know, I don't know why he didn't just say, hey, you know what? If you don't have a million dollars to the athletic fund, take it. You know. Take a million out of my contract and build the damn weight room if you want to. But for whatever reason, there was a disconnect. This guy seems to me, it was an odd move, when I thought, when he went to Wisconsin, and it was a weirder move when he went to Oregon State. He seems like a West Coast kind of coach. Uh, maybe he's just burned out on it, didn't see it happening there. And, and to his credit, you do have to give him credit, that he didn't just sit there and take a paycheck like Urban Meyer did at Florida for one year. Um, he... He, he walked out on it. Again, hate to see him leave the kids. He seems more to me like a West Coast group of five coach. Go back to a Utah State, you know, a Fresno State, a Colorado State, something, some one of those kind of programs, Mountain West maybe. Um, and, and for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. But 
Uh, I give them credit for not. There's not many football coaches, and there's even fewer radio announcers, Ken, that will leave twelve million dollars on the table. <laughs> That's for sure. Bama, great <laughs> stuff. We will uh, preview the weekend with you on Friday at twelve forty. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. Always enjoy it. Yeah, as, as do we. Thank you, Bama Bob. Talking college football, Trent Connell. Let's get you on the record. Yeah. Ron the Wrecker Badgers? No, 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 no. Baseball. Oh. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. Oh. Uh, well, okay, Badgers. Did they run the table? No. Who beats them? No. <laughs> you're, you're, you Somebody. Know, somebody's going to knock Boiler them off. up this weekend. Come on, Boilers. No, it's Is that not, Camp Randall? It's not this weekend. It's not this week. I don't want it. They're, I just they're running the table. I didn't believe in this Wisconsin team. Their schedule has been a lot worse, though. BYU is a train wreck. Yes. An absolute. But that's game been on the schedule for a while, so right. they didn't know it would be No, no, it, be and this is no and knock. And they traveled to BYU, yes, where yeah. it's tough to win. Yep, no knock on them. It just BYU's not very good this year. The schedule got even easier. We knew it was easier coming in. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Isn't he something? They'll lose a game. All right. A game. Now, speaking of winning and losing, yeah. 308, first pitch, Wrigley Field. Who you got? Cubs with confidence. Really? Dusty. So no baseball tomorrow then or Friday. No, yeah, no baseball tomorrow or Friday. Friday ALCS start? I don't know. Yeah, might Does be it? that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Hope the Cubs so. will be Saturday. But, yeah, they get it done. Big. I, I think this is just all going to blow up in Dusty's face. It would seem... Another way for the Nationals to find a way to lose in the division series. Right? Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's dream alive or shattered again? Another year without a World Series in Cleveland? Do the Yankees get them? Not as strong opinion as I do on the Cubs, but the Indians get it done. Who Kluber's are you rooting good. for in that game? Indians. Me too. Indians, yeah. I think I'm probably rooting for, uh, well, if the Cubs can't win it, it'd be fine for me if Cleveland yep. does. Right there with you. Uh, Jimmy B and you today, 4-6, to six, what have you got planned? We got Pat Hardy. We'll be talking Hawkeyes as he was some at the press conference. Some good stuff coming out of yeah. that from Brian Ferentz, by the way. So, Bill Parker also talking yep. today. So some talk with the coordinators. Mitch Sherman will be by. We'll talk college football with him. Uh, Cody Peck on the Cyclones. Kevin Lehman on some hoops. Tony Hager on some wrestling. We're, we're stacked up. Four to six. BC Divide guys here with you today and tomorrow. Good stuff. Glad that they're uh, over here with you. Uh, Trent and I are back tomorrow at noon. Uh, what have we got tomorrow? Eric Heft will be here. Scott Dockerman will be here. Mitch Holtis will be here. And Stephen M. Sippel tomorrow on the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. 
Legends. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide, a Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the Sweet Deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off haunts. How will the recent massive data breach affect you? Is your personal information at risk? If you are a Discover credit card member, there's an important action you can take to help protect yourself right now. Go online and sign up for Discover's free Social Security Alerts. Once activated, we will alert you if your Social Security number is found on any one of thousands of risky websites. Learn more and sign up for free alerts at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't hang up. You need to hear this. You gotta quit wearing that aviator jacket. Nobody's buying it. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me, but at Progressive, we're all about giving it to people straight. That's why we show our rates alongside our competitors' rates. And when you're helping people find great rates, you don't need some jacket to look cool. Just keep rocking that scarf. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Here's a list of reasons why AT&T prepaid is a great prepaid choice, according to Julius and Deb. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I just said that. Well, it's worth repeating. AT&T prepaid has no annual contracts. And AT&T's reliable network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T prepaid has plans for people who like great prices plans for people who like great deals flexibility reliability customers named deb customers named julius customers in albuquerque customers in springfield which one all of them the list is long really long thanks julius thanks deb you're welcome announcer guy no matter your reason switch to at&t prepaid to get a new zte maven 3 smartphone for free and all the advantages of at&t's reliable network with no compromises limited time offer available at 